Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the I Am Mom podcast. This is Shaista here, and today we are talking about mindfulness. I'm sure that you have heard this term used many times, and you've probably practiced mindfulness yourself. However, practicing mindfulness with children is something many of us struggle with. Children of all ages can benefit from mindfulness. And it's really a very simple practice. It's a gentle practice, and it allows us to accept who we are in the present moment. And not only does it help our children, it helps all of us adults as parents, as teachers, as caregivers, by promoting happiness and just feeling really good about ourselves. Our guest today will share the benefits of mindfulness for children, suggest strategies to incorporate, incorporate mindfulness, as well as give us some information on why this is something that is important for us to practice with our children. Our guest today is Rahima Koja, which I'm so happy to have on. Rahima is a postgraduate, has a postgraduate degree in early childhood development and has worked internationally for many, many years. And she currently lives in Calgary, where she continues to work in as, an, as an educator while also focusing upon helping children to develop a growth mindset of positivity, success, and confidence. And she does this as the founder and director through her services at Invincible Kids. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rahima. I am super, super happy to have you on. Thank you, Shaista. I am so happy to be here. And I'm so excited to talk about this amazing, amazing topic. Oh my gosh, I totally, I completely agree. Mindfulness. Now it's something that I know has been a buzzword, right? Maybe for the past, like, I would say like four or five years, even. Absolutely. It's been, you know, it really has been a huge buzzword. And, you know, I've heard that just as, you know, certain, certain dietary fads or, you know, other fads that we think about, oh, you know, mindfulness is, is just that as well, but it's actually, it's actually not, it really, you know, it really should become part of our everyday life. And as a parent, for you to make mindfulness a part of your child's everyday routine, um, it is, it is phenomenal. The benefits are just amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when I say mindfulness, I feel like there's a lot of different interpretations of what mindfulness is, right? Is it meditation? Is it, um, you know, walking along in nature? Is it 
doing the dishes? Is it just sitting in a place and doing nothing? What is mindfulness? What would you say it is? Absolutely. But you know, it's funny because every single thing that you listed can be really based around the notion of mindfulness. So really what mindfulness comes down to is just slowing down to really notice what you're doing in the present moment. So it's the opposite of multitasking, which I think we are all guilty of doing at some point in the day, if not throughout the day, right? So it's, you know, when you're mindful, you're, you're present, you're here, you're focused, but in a relaxed way. So you're actually encountering life in the moment. And it's amazing because, you know, when you're, when you're constantly thinking about the past, so what you just did or the future, what you have to do, you end up missing out on that present moment. And that present moment is where that peace is. So we miss out on having that peace of mind because we're worried about what we just did or we're worried about what we need to do. And for kids, it works out in, in the same manner. And, you know, for children, they don't realize there's, you know, so many thoughts that are going through their mind at one point or another. And, you know, when you think the thoughts for a child, they really feel like it's happening to them. So, for example, they just wrote a test. They come out of the classroom. They're thinking, okay, I really hope that I pass that test but they're thinking about the future, not in the present, or they're thinking about the past that they missed a question. So what happens? They react in a way of feeling really stressed out um, or they get to school and they think, oh my gosh, did I take the dog out? And now there's worry uh, because they're thinking about what they were supposed to do, but they're not you know, in, in the present moment. And this is where it really, it's so important to teach our children this practice because when we teach them to be present, they're not that their anxiety and their stress levels, it's a constant worry about what is going to happen or what has already happened. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different ways that we can teach them to do this from such a young age. And I really feel like in the world that we live in now, stress levels are high enough as it is. You know, why not, why not find a way for them to manage it effectively so that they come back to, to who they truly are? Mm -hmm. That is just so beautifully said. One word that really stuck out for me when you were saying that was peace. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. You know, I feel like we all are striving for it, right? Um, and you are, you're absolutely right. The world is not only just so hectic in the present moment, but it's also rapidly changing, right? And the sensory stimulations that occur around us for our kids, the expectations, the um, levels to which they think they need to perform at have increased a lot in the past little while and will continue to do so and does take us away from this piece, does take us away from our inner self. Why? Because we are worrying about the future 
as you said, or we're worrying about, oh no, what did I do yesterday? Because it's not going to help us for the future. And ironically, that yesterday was a present moment, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Absolutely. And it's so oh my goodness, it's so exhausting and so tiring, right? Like as it said, okay, you know what? Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery and all we have is the gift of today, right? But do we mm-hmm. do we really take advantage of that? No, because even as adults, we are constantly worrying about what's gonna happen tomorrow, what's gonna happen in the next hour. Um, you know, what you did previously today and how that is going to affect something else that's going to be happening tomorrow. But do you really have any control over it? No, no, you actually don't. So when you are living in the present moment, that's where you have the control. That's where you can focus. That's where you can, you know, really manage your your emotions and those really strong feelings. So, you know, even when we're talking about emotional regulation for our children, when they practice mindfulness, and it has to be a practice because it has to be something that's a habit that they are used to doing. And when they're able to practice that, it just gets easier and easier. So something that would really affect them, something that would really bother them, they're so much more aware of their thoughts. And then there's that little gap of, you know, the thought and the reaction. Mm-hmm. And because they they become in the present moment, that reaction is different as well. So the stress, the worry, the anxiety, all of it, it decreases because they're better able to manage those big emotions. Oh my goodness. And isn't that what we want for our kids? We really want that for our kids. Now there's things that happen scientifically in our brain, right? That um, is affected when we practice mindfulness and when it does become a habit. What are some, some things that happen in our brain? So in the the part of our brain called the amygdala, um, that's where you're flight fight response is. So when you practice mindfulness, that part of your brain actually shrinks. So, and it's this part of the brain that plays a huge role in the worry, the stress, the anxiety. So what we want to do is make the amygdala smaller and shrink it. And at the same time, your prefrontal cortex, that's responsible for your awareness, for your concentration, your decision-making, that part actually thickens. And as it thickens, we're able to use those skills better as well. So, you know, when you are able to use your decision-making in a way that serves you. So even for a child, an adolescent, and a young adult, they're able to look at decision-making in a different way when they practice the mindfulness, when they are in the present moment. And it's all based around the science too. So, you know, it all, it really all comes into play. Um, And I find that really amazing. I've, you know, I went to to a preschool to run some sessions there last week and we were practicing some breathing techniques and the breathing techniques can be so simple. And even as parents, we can do this with our really young children at home. Like it can be as easy as 
taking a stuffy and putting it on our child's tummy and asking them to watch the stuffy rise up and down as they breathe. That in itself is mindfulness because they are in the present moment. This is what they are watching. They're listening to their breath. They are watching this stuffy move up and down and it's just, it's fascinating for them. And they're so calm and it's just like, wow. And so, you know, it's just amazing. It's so good. So good. Oh my gosh. It absolutely (laughs) is. And I feel like a lot of people, um, a lot of adults, we feel like we can't teach it to young kids because it, it is a very abstract concept, right? Yeah, um, but there are very simple ways we can teach it to younger kids. Yes. What absolutely. age do you think we should start practicing mindfulness? And what are some strategies we can use? I would start as early as the age of even four to practice the mindfulness techniques. And, you know, as a, as a young child, there's so many things that you, you know, that you can do with them. First things first though, which is, which is, you know, something that you really need to try and put into place is set the example, set the example for yourself as the parent practicing mindfulness. And I'll give you an example that sometimes sometimes I think kind of gets to all of us. Um, So we're in the car and somebody cuts us off and, you know, we get this really, we're so angry. And as usual, we're probably trying to rush somewhere and to get somewhere, Um, you know, setting the example of being in the car and practicing the mindfulness, you know, do some box breathing or, you know, just some, you know, something to help you relax in the moment so that that rage and that anger doesn't present itself in that way. Now, when your child sees you doing this and they're like, oh, what's mommy doing? And, you know, they they want to learn more about it and they see that you calm down. They see that you're not upset. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for them to actually, you know, watch and learn by example, which is how our children learn to begin with, right? It, it does really start from home. So that's, that's one thing that I think is, is amazing that, you know, we can all start doing. Um, set the routine of when you're going to practice the mindfulness with your children. So whether it's going to be first thing in the morning, um, are you going to take a couple minutes then? Are you going to do it before bed? Uh, Before bedtime is a really nice time so that, you know, they're more relaxed and they're really ready to, you know, go into their slumber. Um, That's a really great time, but just, you know, practice the routine of doing it, that you have that time every day at the same time. So that's really wonderful for them and they thrive on on their routine right so that that's wonderful as well um and make it fun for them you know um engage them in different activities there's one activity that I use um with some of the younger kids and you you take a jar and you fill it up with just a little bit of glitter and then you fill the rest up with water so you give it a shake and, you know, the kids see, uh, your child sees all this glitter go everywhere. And you explain to them the glitter is like the thoughts in their head. And, you know, the thoughts are just swarming around everywhere as you are shaking the jar. 
Now you put the jar down and it's still now and the thoughts just settle in as the glitter settles in. And that's what happens to your thoughts when we practice mindfulness. When we are still, this is what our thoughts do. And we just kind of relax and we're able to look at our thoughts from a different perspective. And they don't, you know, that anger and those, those emotions, those really strong emotions, they don't seem as bad as they were before, or they don't seem as heavy as they were before, or as frustrating as they were before. So for the child, it's just like, oh, okay, I can handle this now. Yes, exactly. It's really is a superpower, isn't it? And I know a lot of people do refer to mindfulness as a superpower. And this is one of the reasons. And, you know, the reason is because it does strengthen the prefrontal cortex. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, when I, <laughs> when you say superpower, I'm thinking of these Marvel, well, I don't know which Marvel heroes, but some of this this, you know, the superheroes that, you know, in their eyes, they have like this laser focus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have this laser, laser focus that I'm thinking, because, you know, when you, when you practice the mindfulness, that laser focus, it actually comes to you and you, mm-hmm. you end up being able to shut out everything around you and just focus on one thing. And that's why it even helps so much in the classroom. Because in the classroom, you know, when you're, you know, when you're sitting there and especially, you know, for, for our young children um, and, you know, the teacher is trying to, to teach a certain concept, but again, there's so many thoughts going through our head and it's, you know, what am I going to have for lunch? Well, actually, I'm feeling really hungry right now. I wonder why, you know, today I didn't eat breakfast and I was just in such a rush and, you know, it's all these thoughts that are happening to them. But when they practice the mindfulness, they're able to be in that present moment. And then that focus is there, which really makes a huge difference for them academically as well. Oh, I, yeah, I have to completely agree with that. Um, Our listeners know that I teach kindergarten and at the very start in September, a lot of these kids are four. Yes. And I begin the routine with a mindfulness exercise that is probably only 30 minutes and probably by June, it's maybe three or four. I mean, sorry, 30 seconds up to three or four minutes, but um, the difference it makes. And I often have other teachers walking by being like, your kids are so calm. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's because we we practiced mindfulness in the morning and it sets the tone. And you should see these kids like it, they really get into it. Not all of them, but many of them really want it, right? And they will ask for it and they'll say, Oh, is it time to do mindfulness or is it time to do quiet time or whatever it is? Because um, it does, it really does help set the tone for them. And it does help them succeed academically. Now, what are your thoughts around a lot of social pressures, right? I mean, kids have so many social pressures at such a young age, all the way up into early adulthood. How can mindfulness help our children 
problem solve and overcome a lot of these social pressures that they face. Absolutely. So, you know, um, mindfulness, not only does it, as we were talking about, you know, help you to kind of laser focus, but it, it helps you to manage stress, um, you know, reduce your anxiety and manage those emotions. And with the social pressure, it's a lot about managing the emotions. That's a huge part of it. Um, and you know, something that we really need to ask ourselves, and this is something that I actually teach to, to my students is, you know, ask yourself, is it actually possible to make those difficult emotions your friend? Can you actually give them a persona of their own? And in that, you are practicing mindfulness. So I'll give you an example. Um, a child experiences an anger outburst and they are so frustrated because they don't know where their anger has come from. And it, they just feel like it's taking over their thoughts. So they are not currently in the moment. They are, their thoughts are just all over the place. So what can they do? So what I teach some of my students is I teach them to make anger their friend and to actually give it a life of its own. So we name the anger, we talk about what it looks like, what it smells like, what it feels like. And in that process, they are in the present moment with their anger. So I, for example, I had one student that said, well, you know, my anger is red and it is just really hot and it smells like hot sauce and it feels really spiky. And, you know, from there, you can really, um, you can really understand where they're coming from in terms of what their anger does to them. That is mindfulness in itself. They are in the present moment feeling that anger and this is what it is. So now from there, they can say, and they, and they give their anger a name and they'll say, okay, anger, I know you're here and I understand that you're upset about this, but we're just going to take a minute to calm down and then I'll be able to to help you, to deal with you. And all of that is, is mindfulness. All of that is being in that present moment with those strong emotions. And, you know, one thing that we really, I think, need to look at more is that we need to be much more in tune with what we're experiencing and teach a child to be more in tune with what they're experiencing rather than suppressing it. And if they suppress it, it, it's just going to come back again, even worse. So what do we want to do? We want to bring them in the present moment with their emotions so that their emotions are not taking them over. And that's all part of mindfulness. It's all part of, you know, these social situations that they have to deal with because managing those strong emotions will help them in those social situations, whether it's with peers or whether it's with teachers or whether it's in their, in their family life as well, right? With their siblings, it could be with their siblings as well. Mm -hmm. So um, 
all of the mindfulness practices really, really help with that. Um, you know, when we when we talk about mindfulness and even decre decreasing our levels of stress, because mm -hmm. as the child gets older, they their levels of stress increase. You know, as you were talking about, the world is it's more difficult to, for example, you know, the competitive nature of the schools and, you know, even for an older child um, in high school, you know, getting into the university of their choice and so forth. It is, there's so much competition. It's, it's a more difficult world for us. And just to be able to decrease our levels of stress and anxiety it is amazing how mindfulness plays such a huge role there. And in that way, they are able to really look at what's happening in the present moment. What is happening right now? Am I worried about you know, my test that is a week from now? Or am I in the moment right now? What can, and you know, use your senses. What can I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? What do I taste? That we can even, you know, there's so many mindful eating practices that we can even do mm -hmm. with children as well. You know, we, we can do that as well, where they really come into the moment with, uh, with, you know, the food that's actually on their plate. And the whole idea behind it is that they feel happier. And isn't that what we, isn't that what we want, right? Yes, absolutely. We just want them to be happy. We want them to be happy and we want them to feel a sense of success, right? Yes. It's not that we want them to be successful on our terms. Yes. We want them to come up with that definition and feel a sense of success and empowerment for themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, we can, you know, just an example that might happen, um, that might happen at home. So, you know, let's say your, your child is, is throwing a ball and they, they throw it really hard, like way across the room. And, you know, they're, they're angry for whatever reason, this anger, anger is, is coming out. So, being in that moment with them as a parent or even as a teacher, as a caregiver, you see this happening. And instead of labeling the behavior or labeling the child, you turn it into a mindfulness moment and you say, you've got so much energy right now. Let's see where we can put this energy to use. And then all of a sudden they're in the moment. They're in the moment, they know that they have this energy and because you've responded in that way and you yourself are being mindful and not getting angry yes. because of what they just did, you are mindful in the moment and you see this happening and they see this reaction or sorry, this response from you and they all of a sudden it changes, it changes for them and you are looking at it from a different point of view because you are in that present moment. And then so is the child. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's absolutely beautiful. And I love how 
you said it changes the energy, right? It really does. When you are focusing, if when we react to those situations without being mindful ourselves, we don't respond in the way that works best for the child. We're, 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 we're trying to, um, in our minds, our subconscious is so filled with what we have been taught, right? That those programs keep running and we react in the way that our parents may have reacted towards us. Yes. And you know, it's, it ends up becoming habitual, you know, when you're, when you're so many of us work from home now and you're in your office or you're in your living room and you're on your laptop or you're on your phone and your child comes into the room do your Mm -hmm. eyes look up and do they light up when you see your child coming in that you are so happy to see them are you mindful in that minute that your child is now in your space or are you, are you still looking at your laptop or your phone? So that, that, you know, practicing of that mindful minute that they see you doing it. Well, when they're playing their video game or they're on their iPad and you walk in the room and it's the opposite, what are they going to do, right? Are they going to look up and say, hi, mommy, like, I'm so happy to see you. Or are they going to continue playing, right? It's all like we were talking about earlier, it's all, you know, by example too. So it has to be, it has to start from us. Absolutely. And, and it has to, and, and, you know, as they learn by example, so. We totally do. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard you say mindful minute um, a few times now. And I think that is a really great practical strategy that parents can use right away. Can you just explain to our listeners what a mindful minute is and maybe give a couple more strategies um, that parents can do with their children tomorrow? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we talked about, um, you know, we talked about the mindful eating, which is wonderful to do, for example, at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we before we dig in to our dinner, you know, look at your plate. What, what colors do you see? What do you smell? Um, you know, things like that, where they're actually practicing mindfulness as if you're actually practicing it as a family. Um, that's a great tool to use. And that in itself just takes a minute too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's, that's very easy to do. Um, we can even do with our younger children, we can do mindfulness exercises. So in the morning when we wake up, you know, and we're stretching and we're stretching our arms and how does your arm feel right now when we're stretching to the sky and stretching to the stars or if it's at night or to the sun in the morning, um, that also takes very little time. So that's wonderful to do as well. And when you're practicing it with your child, you are in the moment as well. You are present as well, which is just a, you know, a beautiful way to start your day or to end your evening. Um, I did one practice with, uh, with the preschool kids that I was with. And I said, okay, I want you to pretend like you're holding a mug in front of you of your favorite hot chocolate. And I want you to smell your hot chocolate. So, you know, they're breathing in. Okay. Now your hot chocolate is a little bit hot. So let's blow it out, cool it down a little bit. 
again, just another minute as well to practice, you know, some of that um, deep breathing, right? So, and to recognize, recognize their breath. Um, another wonderful way to practice mindfulness, and again, a mindful minute as well is gratitude. Yeah. And, you know, practicing the gratitude with our children before they go to sleep, whether it's in a journal form or even verbally, what are you most thankful for today? You know, what gave you that happy feeling today? And, you know, just doing that and practicing that as a nighttime routine is amazing for, for the child. Um, for the older kids, what I sometimes do with my older students is I ask them to think about a place where they feel the most relaxed and the most calm. And it could be in their room. It could be, you know, a point in time where they were on vacation and they remember that as well. And I said, okay, I want you to label that as your happy place. And knowing that you can go to this happy place at any point in time you wish to, that also just for a minute, go to your happy place. Let's practice some breathing in your happy place. I mean, the imagination is one of the most powerful tools that we can teach our children to use, right? Yeah, so again, that just takes a minute as well. Um, for older kids, let's say, for example, they take a walk to school and they take the same route every day. And there's other routes that they could take ask them to take a different route and ask them what they notice on that different route to school. So what are they doing? They're practicing mindfulness in that moment on the way to school because they're in the moment, they're looking for other things around them and it changes their energy. It completely changes their energy. And so when they get to school, they've already practiced that and their emotions are a lot calmer. So because their emotions are a lot calmer, during the day, throughout the day, what comes to them, they will be able to better regulate themselves as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it just goes back to what you were saying around practice, right? Yeah. And yeah. mindfulness is a practice, yeah. just like a marathon runner trains to run their best marathon. It's yeah. not like they wake up and they run it right? It takes time to build up. Just like someone who is lifting weights, you're not automatically going to have those biceps or whatever it is that you want. It takes time. And it's those little moments that we may see as not making a difference. Yes. Actually, do. You're training that muscle, you're training your brain, so that it does become bigger and bigger and bigger for when it is absolutely needed. And the magical thing about it is the more that we practice, the more subconscious it becomes. And it becomes this habit that just comes into play. And imagine the gift of giving this to our ch children at such a young age, because when they become our age, <laughs> can you imagine the, the life changing 
opportunities that they will be given and they will have the tools to face and overcome because we gave them this gift of mindfulness. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Um, it couldn't be a better gift, not only for them, but the for us, that uh, constant practice that becomes part of our daily habits and that bonding time with our child, our child or our children, that bonding time. Oh, you know, my daughter's in university now and I don't know where the last 19 years have gone. Yeah, (laughs) totally. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And, um, and I wish I had, I wish I had more of it. And I wish I had more of those bonding moments, but we can, we can do that from now. And they are so special. And you know, what's really amazing is that when we do have those bonding moments, they share so much more with us. And when they share so much more with us, we are able to really help them so much more. Um, you know, as we were talking about earlier, the world is not an easy place. There are more and more challenges that, you know, we face today that we didn't have to face in the past and more that will probably be coming in the future. Mm -hmm. And this is another way for us as parents to really support our children on this journey. Absolutely. That is beautifully, beautifully said. We covered so much on today's episode on mindfulness and really being mindful and in the present moment. While we were talking about this, I could even sense a feeling of calm and peace just just exploring this topic. Where can our listeners find you if they want to speak to you more on how to incorporate these practices with their children? Absolutely. So um, you can find me on Invincible Kids, invinciblekids.ca. And uh, the Instagram handle is Invincible Kids Coaching. And on Facebook, Invincible Kids Life Coaching. Amazing, amazing. Is there anything you want to leave our listeners with today? Yes, absolutely. Um, The practice of mindfulness, although it takes some time to get into, do not be frustrated. (laughs) Keep on going, keep on practicing. You will be so thankful that you did. And you know, just start with a minute, like how we talked about, and, you know, increase it to two or three or five, and whether it's, you know, a meditation or whether it's just, whether it's just making a cup of tea and just being mindful of just doing that, these little moments, they will bring you so much peace and so much happiness that you have, you have a place to go to where you are not worried about the future or the past, but you are really taking in the present and the gift of the present moment. Beautiful. 
Beautiful, beautiful right there. Thank you so much, Rahima, for joining us today. I absolutely loved this conversation. And I'm sure all of you listening also really love this conversation. So please do get in touch with Rahima. Leave a comment in our Facebook group. Let us know. If you've been practicing any of these suggestions that Rahima has given to us today and how it's going, and we would love to support you further on this journey. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we are grateful for you and keep on thriving and getting inspiration and taking action. And we will speak to you on our next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.